Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to day four of the Australian Open. Uh, this is Tennis Unfiltered. I'm James Gray of iNews.co.uk and the iNewspaper, as you well know. And uh, I finally tracked down Calvin Betton. It's taken me four days. Calvin, I, I can only assume that you finally started enjoying Melbourne rather than hating being here. Uh, there's some frustrations still, particularly the scheduling department today. Um, yeah, you should literally be on court right now, right? And then what happened? Yeah, well, we were meant to be fourth match on court three today. Um, and the forecast for today was always for torrential rain in the morning. But it actually stopped raining earlier than the forecast suggested. I think the forecast was meant to be, uh, it was meant to rain until about three o'clock and it stopped raining at two. And at two o'clock, they sent matches on, and about ten past two, they cancelled our match, which I don't really see any logic in, because last night, uh, yesterday, they had the same number of matches on that court, and they started at 11, and the last match went on at seven o'clock. So if it would have followed the same path today, we'd have gone on at ten o'clock. As it happens, I think the way the days progress, we would actually have gone on a little bit before ten o'clock. I think we might have gone about half past nine, which is perfectly fine for a tournament with a night session and um, um, and floodlights and what have you so yeah I'm a little bit frustrated I think they've panicked too early um, and I also my main frustration is I don't know what they th- when they when they did the schedule last night I don't know what has changed since then they knew when the schedule came when they put the schedule together last night that it was going to be raining all morning because it was a hundred percent rain in the forecast and they knew it was going to stop early afternoon which it did do so nothing really changed and they just cancelled the match and now you're a player, we don't know when we it's now what seven o'clock, mm. and we don't know there's no schedule out for tomorrow yet. So they could be on first thing, they could be on late on again. And it's torrential, well, not torrential rain, it's uh, very gusty winds tomorrow. Uh, and just just for people who don't know, I mean, why are you so concerned about the wind? Not not because your players are bad in the wind, but it's not because we're bad in the wind, it's because like, I mean, I would say that Henry and Francesco are favorites in the match, and wind just makes everything more random. Um, so it's just another random factor that I don't really like. I'd have preferred to have played on um, in, a, in a day with no wind. It just the, the better pairs, the better pairs, better players will usually win more when it's not windy. 
Um, let's talk about the last couple of days because obviously you've listeners, you've heard from me, you've heard from Eleanor, um, but you've not heard from Calvin. And, and actually, Calvin, I've been slightly surprised. Uh, you often talk about being a bit burnt out with tennis and not putting too much tennis into your day outside of your job. I've been quite surprised actually to see you watching quite a lot of tennis, really. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's a bit different because I know a lot of people here. So a lot of people, I would say, my friends have been playing. So I'm going to try and give them a little bit of support. Um, and what have you, and you know, British players, and then just trying to have a wander around and see what's going on. Um, but um, yeah, well, I've watched a little bit, and then I've also been watching my other player playing in Thailand as well. So I've been watching matches on my computer when I get back. So, um, but yeah, there's there's not a great deal else to do here actually, other than eat and watch tennis. Um, I think I've found, and you can only eat so much, so, um, which I'm told you found as well, right? Um, yeah, the 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 allocation of money at this tournament isn't as much as it is at the US Open or Wimbledon <laughs> but the food is uh, I, 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 what was that you were particularly raving about the other day what did I have the other day it was the tuna right yeah the tuna was very good um, and the, f- the seafood here is excellent the lamb's been excellent and the briskets also really good um, so yeah just finding a table is, is a bit of a problem the, the, the actual restaurant the players restaurant here is probably the smallest of no the French is the smallest but Wimbledon and US Wimbledon has two different restaurants which is different and like US Open's got a huge dining hall so um, it's a bit easier to eat in there but as I said you have been when you're not eating or sampling various seafoods um, watching a bit more tennis than, than I expected anyway we were both kind of on opposite sides of the uh, the court watching Draper Yesterday, I suppose it would have been. I mean, you've known Drapes for a long, long time. How big a moment do you think that is in his career to get through a first five set, albeit not the longest one on paper? Yeah, I think it's a big one. It wasn't time-wise; it wasn't long, but it was it was hot out there yesterday. It was roasting, and to come from two sets to one down, I think was it was quite a big thing. But I also think you know, Jack's he's just such a competitor. He's just hard as nails, and. When he goes two sets to one down there in that heat, having looking absolutely shattered, a lot of British players, past and present, you would look at and think, yeah, this one's done. Whereas with Jack, you didn't. I, I still made him favourite. Um, I remember I said to whoever I was stood with when he lost the third set, I said, I still make him slight favourite here. Um, and then there was a big 10 minutes at the start of the fourth set where... Um, Giron had two break points on Jack and I think he got Jack got a net cord to save one of them and then I think Jack either got a net cord or a miss hit winner to break Giron and then that seemed to the match just seemed to go away from Giron at that stage I guess it's amazing how these kind of fine margins I mean even just it's not the same level but we were watching out the back the doubles match between Nice and Zielinski and um, Sweeney and McCabe and you know reasonably close set goes to a tie break and you know Sweeney frames a volley and that's basically it yeah you find that it's amazing how many times you find that happens especially in especially in doubles and not I think especially now in this doubles where you've got the normal scoring you've got the normal juices and the full third set that it just gives the better pairs a little bit more leeway that there's less again less randomness that comes into it um all those kind of things filtering normally but it, it's it's an interesting one that one that with Nisa Zelinski and McCabe and Sweeney because McCabe and Sweeney have no track record <laughs> at all of being anything like a doubles pair. I don't think they've done much as a doubles as individuals. Um, and Nisa Zelinski are one of the best pairs in the world, and they 
you know, they, they looked in control for a, for a while. Although I was told, I didn't realise that Nisa Zielinski were 4-1 up in the first set in that one um, and, um, and blew the lead, apparently, so... And they did come back eventually and win in, in three sets, as I'm just seeing now on the live scores anyway. Um, I should ask you before we maybe just look at some of the other results from today about Andy Murray. He's still here. He's actually hitting today um, with Michael Venus, filling in for his brother, I suspect. He's um, Michael Venus's doubles partner. Murray himself said, as, as we noted on the pod um, earlier this week, that this may well be his last Australian Open. Um, do, do you kind of concur with that, Calvin, or do you think that we might have another Murray U-turn along the line? I, I think it entirely depends on the rest of the year. I don't think he knows. I, I think you know. I think he's just speaking honestly there and realistically and pragmatically, going, "Yeah, you know, if if results don't improve for the rest of this year, he he won't be playing next year. There's you know that won't be a decision he gets to make. He won't. I mean, he'd get wild card, I guess, but um, I don't think he'd want to be coming if he, if he just kept on losing. I don't think he'd want to come as a wild card next year. So. But then if results do improve and he starts winning some tennis matches... Uh, yeah, I mean, I suppose the point is he's not particularly old, is he? No, not for... You know, there's, he's, he's, what, he's 35 or 36? 36. Uh, yeah, he's 36, and there's a few guys in the draw that are around that age. I don't think it's... You know, you wouldn't say he's, the, he's the, specifically the veteran of the tour. So he, he could go another year. He could be back another year. So, um, Or it might be his last one. But I, I do think it will be dictated on results. I think the same with all these guys who we're talking about maybe retiring and you know I think Federer was a bit different his body just gave up on him he couldn't play anymore um, and I don't think Murray or Nadal are in that stage but maybe Nadal's closer to it Murray actually strangely his body seems to be in as good a shape as it's been in probably half a decade longer than that probably in eight years but he just can't find the form he can't find the results and I'm I'm told he'd been excellent in training I'm told he'd had one of his best periods of time in training and then out of nowhere he put in a poor performance I wonder what we will see I know he's due to play next in Montpellier and then obviously he'll want to go and play Indian Wells and Miami I mean you know it's not straightforward getting into those events I'm trying to think of the size of the draw I suppose he's probably still ranked just about highly enough, although he will lose a decent chunk of points. And did it, what did he do here last year? Did he? Well, make, he beat Berrettini and then did, beat Kokonakis. Yeah. Oh yeah, third, third round. So he's going to lose third round points. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't. Getting in won't be a problem. He'll get wild cards wherever he wants one. Um, but I think I, I, I just think the belief just seems to have gone out of him at the mm. minute I think I don't know if he when he's in those situations in matches whether he believes that he can win I think for a long period of time maybe the last couple of years it was always he thought once I get back fully fit I'm, I'll beat these guys I'll be back winning or I'm just playing shit at the minute and once once I sort my game out I'll, I'll start winning but now he looks like he looked to me like the other day that he thought that was just his game now um, and I think that that's that might be his problem, his belief. Like having had, you know, 15 years of him believing he can beat anybody. And that's what he always had. He fully believed that he could beat Djokovic, Nadal, Federer at the biggest tournaments, on the biggest stages. And he's beaten them all in slams. Beaten them all of those players in slams. And now, I looked at the other day, he didn't look like he thought he was going to beat Sabalenka. You may notice um, getting actual match calls, which is uh, probably proof that we are actually on site <laughs> in Melbourne. If nothing else, it would be quite, be quite something if I've managed to fake that. Um, l- let's look at a bit today. I mean, 
what's amazing in the men's draw is that I think only two seeds went out in the first round. Nicholas Jarry and uh, the other one has escaped me. And that's kind of, that theme has continued. I mean, I don't know... <laughs> We used to think of the Australian Open as a tournament that threw up weird results because it was early season and people often weren't fit. But I wonder now, because it's a hard court slam, it's the surface people are most used to actually maybe the cream rises to the top. Yeah, um, and it's a bit different because like you now have so many seeds as well. So I think like you usually get a lot of seeds going out, but like I don't think it's a massive shock that Jarry went out, you sure. know, and that kind of thing. So. Um, I think you know. I don't think there's been any real what you call shocks so far. Um, I don't know if we'll get any at all. I think. Well, the one I, I think the one who's up for grabs is City Pass, mm. um, who's shown no sort of form recently. But then again, he does. Play, I, I said. Um, I said the other day. I thought he'd be the the big shock of the tournament going out early, but he does play well in Australia. Mm. He made fine. He's, he's made two finals. I made a final here last year, of course. Yeah, and, I think he beat, he beat Federer here one year. Beat Nadal here once in the final. Yeah. Uh, no, sem- uh, quarters, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, from two sets down, no less. Yeah, being from two sets down, yeah. So um, he does play well here, but I'd be surprised if he make, makes his seeding position. Um, the one player I really want to talk about from today, or at least from the, the early match today, is Mira Andreva, who, um, quite, in the words of one listener, duffed up on the score. There's no, there's no real other way of looking at that scoreline. Six love, six two. Didn't even last an hour. I mean, there's a lot of young Russians coming through, Calvin. There's seven playing today. I think about at least half of them are going to win. I mean, she just looks nails, and she's 16 years old, and she just doesn't think about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she, she looks so comfortable in the environment. I see her walking around the restaurant and that kind of thing. Um, she just looks very, very comfortable. I think she knows that she's very, very good. Mm. Um, and again, it's like we do seem to be having like another wave of Eastern Europeans coming through again not just Russia I think like you got Prismich um, who the other day had Djokovic on the ropes mm. and he did like Djokovic came through it but halfway through the third set I think Djokovic was wobbled I mean he was telling uh, telling the crowd to shut the F up and <laughs> that kind of thing and then I've no doubt that in about a week's time he'll be talking about how he's no idea why he's not as loved as Federer and Nadal <laughs> again I don't mind him doing that adds to his character but don't seem shocked when you when that when they don't the crowd don't give you the same love as they do for two guys who definitely would not do that. Mm. We, I was asking you earlier, you know, who you knew around the kind of the Russian tennis, and it seems actually Russian tennis is a little bit not removed from the tour, but people tend to to, to run in running. I think the thing is, there's cruise. so many of them that they don't they don't have to socialise outside <laughs> of their group. Yeah. Like, you know, they, they, they do can hit together, to, eat go, together. If you go down the restaurant, there's, there's, there's three massive tables and they're usually taken up by the Russians. Mm. Um, I think the top guys do. I think, you know, Rublev's obviously very popular on the men's tour. And do, doesn't live in Russia. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, he sort of extracts You know, and he's mates with Hatchinov and that kind of thing. And Medvedev, I think, is a little bit more friendly with most people except for one in particular. Um, <laughs> uh, and... Um, but other than that, you find that they tend to stick together. Mm. And I guess what you're really seeing here is is kind of what what you talked about in terms of your own development. What I know, Matthew Syed, for example, has talked about in terms of all the best table tennis players in Britain at one point coming from the same street. It's that there's a sort of um, self fulfilling prophecy, I suppose, that you get one or two good players, and it breeds two or three more, and then you get this almost yeah. this generation growing up together yeah I mean I'm not over the moon about comparing me with Matthew Sutton <laughs> I think talks a load of bum for most of the time but um, 
yeah, there there is something to be said. Although I think he's, I think that when he said it was more about location, and he did have that was legitimate. That mm. if you live, I think it's the same with tennis. If you live down the road from a tennis club, you've got a, a more likelihood of making a go of it than you have if you live forty five minutes from the nearest tennis club. Sure. Um, but yeah, it, it's the same as having you know if 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 you look at a lot of a lot of top players, a lot of them tend to have a sibling who is just a little bit older. Um, who they can do a lot of hitting with uh, on, on the way, on the way up, mm. and I think that 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 certainly helps. And again, like although we say that James, but with Russia, it's it's that big. I'm not sure it actually makes <laughs> a difference. You know, if you go that there's there's ten players coming from Russia, then that's like the same as like one coming from Western Europe, isn't it? <laughs> like, um, In terms of population, um, yeah. yeah. So, but I, I do do think like Moscow is like a lot of. Um, you know, there's a lot of players there. Actually, the other day I was talking to a, me and Henry were talking to a player who was telling us I won't I won't name the player, but they were telling us that they were looking for a coach and a hitter, and the player was from the Czech Republic and wanted to live in Prague, and that player was going, you know, there's just no one around in Prague to hit with <laughs> and practice, and at the time I remember I was like. <laughs> you know, it was a female player. I don't mind saying it was a female player. And I thought, if there is anywhere on the world, on the planet, where I think that you're talking rubbish about there being no one to hit with or train at, it has to be Prague. <laughs> and yeah. it led me to believe that this player didn't actually want to find a coach or a, <laughs> or a hitter. They wanted to just moan about that they couldn't find a coach and a hitter. Right. That makes sense. Um, let's have a little quick look through and forward to tomorrow because there are three bits. Four Brits, in fact, playing tomorrow. Jack Drake, we've already discussed. Uh, Cam Norrie's up against Zepuri, uh, a qualifier who he's actually lost to before. Um, and then on the same court, we've got Bolter against Seng and Radakanu against Wang Yifan. I mean, four matches tomorrow. Draper, I've not mentioned because I can't remember who he's playing. Isn't that terrible? Uh, oh, that's right, Tommy Paul. Um, He'll um, beat Tommy Paul if um, he's pulled up, all right. Yeah, I think he will have. I don't think that was physical yesterday. I think that was. I think you said, James, that mm. you said in the uh, press conference that it was more a, a stress thing. I, th- I think he'll be fine, um, and I don't think it's going to be that hot tomorrow. Mm. Apparently, so he'll beat Tommy Paul. I'm, I'm very, very sure. He beat him last week, didn't he? Beat him mm. pretty, pretty yeah, easy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, Norrie, that's a tough one. Zepieri can play. And I tell you what, as we saw earlier, James, there is a lot of Italian fans here. <laughs> yes. Like it, it, they will rival. There's a lot of it's a lot of Colombians. I saw that I was on um, Kira even the other day to see Ke- um, Kubler play against Dominic Galan. Mm. And th- Daniel Galan. Daniel Galan, sorry. Um, there is a Romanian like called Dominic Galan. Who oh, I I <laughs> um, but different spelling. It's a double L, I think. I but um, and there were there were as many Colombians in the crowd as there were Australians. Wow. Uh, that so, but the Italians they are they're hunting in packs <laughs> um, as they always do, and they're loud. So yeah. um, I think Noz is going to be he'll he'll, be, he'll not, certainly not have the crowd on his side mm. tomorrow. But uh, I think he'll relish that as well. Like he's he's someone who does enjoy that I think yeah. you know, I don't he, think he bothers he, it I think it's more that he doesn't bother him you know he's like he'll probably not even notice no um, the other t- the other two matches involving Britain versus China it's the great geopolitical battle on 1573 um, Bolter against Zeng and uh, Radicanu against uh, Wang Yafan I mean on paper they should p- potentially well I think Zeng is a, a tough match for Katie 
Yeah, um, I think you'd make them both. I don't know much about the two Chinese girls. I know, I know them a little bit, but I think you make both. You make Katie favourite. I think Emma. We just don't know where she's at. Mm. Um, just looking outside, she was outside about ten minutes. <laughs> yes, I was going to say that. That's where <laughs> she's at. <laughs> yeah. um, but I don't know. You know, I think it's impossible to know where where she's at on that. I don't think the other night told us a great deal. No. Last night, I don't think told us a great deal because it's probably the best draw she could have had mm. um, in terms of fitness of opponent and that kind of thing. But. Um, so yeah, I'd be interested to know to know that. And if she picks up two wins, I think that's mission accomplished, isn't it? Yeah, but I think it's two wins and then going and playing the next tournament yeah. that's that, that would be mission accomplished, not taking four weeks off. You yeah. know, I think that's the key thing. Sure. Well, Calvin, thank you very much for taking the time. Nice to track you down at last. Um, I can only apologise for the technical difficulties and the uh, the calls that we've had for players. Um, we're now being called Calvin and I to go and find some dinner, which is the most important thing uh, in my diary. That was day four. Um, I might drop in uh, a bit later with some Djokovic news. He's got Alexi Popper in a little bit later on. But if I don't, then please do come back tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.